It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm. I'm, I'm freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and joined every Monday by Lindsey Crosby. How are you, buddy? Man, I'm doing great. I'm so excited for some SEC tournament coming up, but I'm also excited about Chicken Parm Night. Yeah, yeah. You haven't been on the pod since we announced uh, Chicken Parm. You, you, you knew about it. Uh, but couldn't say anything yet. Yeah, for, for those who missed it, last Tuesday we announced on the pod that we will be having Chicken Parm Night with Brad LaRondo, Auburn football's chief of staff. That'll be at Rob's Ribs once again Thursday night. That is June 3rd. We'll be all having dinner together, kind of a meet and greet kind of thing, so that'll be a whole lot of fun. And we also picked up another partner in all of this, the Food Bank of East Alabama, so we'll be able to help feed some families Throughout, uh, throughout East Alabama. We're excited about that. So uh, please feel free to donate money or if you want to uh, you know, bring a few cans, we'll have a drop-off thing there as well. And also some of the proceeds when you guys buy some chicken parms that night, that'll be the special at Rob's Ribs. Rob's Ribs is going to cut a check to them as well. So really, really cool. This thing kind of started out as a joke and now we're actually going to help some people in need. It's pretty cool. It shows the power of this fully operational podcast. I mean, it's a community thing, right? I mean, anytime a group of people get together and want to do something, I think there's a way to spin it to, to be good. So I'm excited about that. Um, all right. So a lot of exciting things happened over the weekend, including what happened around midday or so on Friday. Marcus Harris, the former Kansas defensive end. Marcus Harris is now an Auburn Tiger. Kind of the particulars for Marcus Harris. He's a large defensive end. He can scoot inside if you need him to. He's 6'3", 280. Some places have him as 6'3", 285. Uh, he's from Montgomery, which is exciting. He was a three-star at Park Crossing. When I was doing the research on him, Lindsay, I didn't realize that Park Crossing was the Thunderbirds, which I feel like I should have known that. That's exciting. Um, but this is a guy that I think has a really good first step. He plays with a lot of power. And I think this is a guy that's going to fit in. I think a lot of people probably saw Kansas. Why are we getting a guy from Kansas? But this guy can really, really play. I think he's a better guy in the pass rushing game than in the run defense game. But he's still young. He's got four years of eligibility left. There's a lot to like about the addition of Marcus Harris. And this goes back to that same thing we've been saying now. I feel like every time we get a new transfer is you get a guy with a bunch of eligibility who's used that one-time transfer exemption. It really helps you set your roster. It's interesting you talk about him being a, a pass rusher. When you see a 6'3", 285, you think that's going to be a big guy who's going to be stopping the run. But it's really interesting. A lot of what he did at Kansas kind of reminded me of Marlon Davidson. Yeah. You know, just – a, you know, a, a bigger guy, heavy hands who can go in there. He can slide inside one or two technique, or he can play outside at the five. And so I'm really excited to see what this defensive staff does with him, how much he gets used, how much he gets bounced around. And it just really helps between him and Edu Leota really gives us a lot of depth when right. it comes to pass rushers. You know, and it's interesting to talk about the dynamic of Edu Leota, which is a guy that Auburn fans are very excited about. Are they going to use these two guys the same way or not? 
And that's going to be fun to see. And we may not know that until a few games into the season. But in my mind, Ekuliota is a bit more of just a pure pass rusher. But also, I think Harris, that's his strength. I think you're able to scoot Harris inside a little bit more. Harris may be just the true backup to Colby Wooden when this is all said and done. I think they have a lot of similarities. It's going to take him time to get used to the system. And it's the same with Ekuliota coming in. Both these guys obviously miss Auburn spring camp. And so they're really not going to be able to do a whole lot from a scheme standpoint as far as like on the field execution and practice until fall. And so how much, you know, in those five or six weeks uh, can can they really get their feet up under them in this new system? It's new to everybody, fortunately for them. But can they play catch up in enough time? Because, I mean, look, uh, with, with all these transfers coming in, they've all been defense so far, which is interesting. And we may have one later today. Uh, the, you know, we have an announcement Monday. We'll see. We'll talk about him in just a moment. But it's all been defense. And so that surprises me. And I think it surprises a lot of the Auburn fan base and folks that have come on the show. But I mean, Derek Mason has come in. He really liked his linebackers. He really liked, you know, a, a lot of the assets that he had to coach. And Harson has said, no, let's get you more toys to play with. And boy, he has gone out and got some really, really quality guys, really, really quality depth now up front. The linebacker situation is flawless, in my opinion. The defensive backfield is very, very deep, despite losing Marco Domio. Yeah, it's it's definitely something where, kind of going back to what we said last week, I really feel like uh, Coach Harson setting up this defense to say, I need you guys to carry carry the team in the first few weeks while we get this offense figured out, while we get everybody on the same page, we build the chemistry, we get them into the scheme. Defense, I feel like, is 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 easier to pick up quickly simply because a lot of it is reacting to the guy in front of you playing your assignment, whereas offense is more you need to know what everybody's doing to understand how this play works. And so it makes a lot of sense that he's like, go get the pieces you need so that your defense can be clicking on just about all cylinders when we start off while the offense takes time to figure out who we are, who can play, who can't play. Um, and, you know, some of these guys now have time to learn the playbook, get chemistry with the receivers, things like that. Marcus Harris is one of my favorite pickups so far. And I'm really high on Eculiota, and this may be a recency bias thing because when Auburn picked up Eculiota, I mean, he was the first one. And it's mm-hmm. just, you know, he, he missed spring. He wasn't able to transfer. And so it, it, it may just be because it's been so long since the news broke and we didn't get that kind of, you know, extra bit of hype when he actually came on campus and all that. We got to wait till the fall. But Harris may be one of my more exciting pickups for Auburn this offseason. And there's been a ton of them. But I'm really, really high on this guy. Marcus Harris is exciting. To me, Donovan Coffin's exciting too, just simply because he's done, yeah. he's not only done it in the SEC, but he's done it for Derek Mason. Right. And so more so than anybody else we've brought in, it really kind of feels like Donovan Kaufman's the easiest to just plug and play and go. I mean, and obviously being a being a pass rushing defensive end, there's only so much you have to learn to get on the field to make an impact. But I feel like Donovan and Kaufman can make a bigger impact sooner simply because he's been in what's going to be essentially the exact same scheme already for a year in the SEC. But Marcus Harris is definitely up there for me. It's very exciting to have him come in, have all the eligibility he has. And it's just, it's a local guy. Bring him home. You're listening to Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you 
by our friends at Lucy. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. It's been researched and developed for three years, and it's made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Lucy also has a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, cherry ice, citrus, and mint. And if that is not how you pronounce lozenge, get mad at Lindsay because I asked him, then he asked his wife, and that's what we came up with. Lucy lozenges and gums are FSA and HSA eligible, so you can use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy now. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's simple, and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Locked on College Network listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code Locked On College, no spaces, Locked On College to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co. Use promo code Locked On College at checkout. Also, I have to give the disclaimer warning this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co. And be sure to use that promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Lindsey Crosby, how shocked were you when you saw the news that Marco Domio is going to UCF to rejoin Gus Malzahn? Somewhere between not at all and not at all. Yeah, it, it, it makes a ton of sense. I mean, if you think about it, Gus Malzahn did most of the work to recruit the guy already. And it's a really easy sell to go take all these SEC cast offs and say, Hey guys, why don't y'all come play in this group of five conference? You just get to hang out with your buddies from Auburn uh-huh. and we're going to come here and we're going to beat up on some Sunbelt teams. Like it's an easy sell. I get it. Yeah. Any guy for the next three years that leaves Auburn, I'm like, Oh, he's going to UCF. <laughs> Except for the one that goes to USC or the one that goes to Michigan state. That was weird. Uh, Other than that, though. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Um, okay. Let's talk about who Auburn may get today as this drops Monday morning. TJ Finley, the former LSU quarterback, he is announcing where his next destination is um, today, Monday. That is according to Keith Niebuhr on Auburn Undercover. And I'm excited for this for many reasons. One, I think Auburn's going to get him. And that'll be very, very fun and exciting to talk about. It makes fall camp more interesting. And also, let me go ahead and put this out there real quick. And I don't want to take too much time with this podcast because I know we want to talk a lot of SEC baseball because Auburn did a lot of good things over the weekend. But there's a lot of people saying, well, there, you know, worst case scenario is that Finley comes in and makes Bo better and he's the backup. They're like, no, that's not true. Worst case is he comes in and he ticks off D Davis and he leaves and also Finley's not very good. So like there are some negative potential things that could happen from this. 
But I think the upside of Finley and I think the upside of the competition with Bo Nix is worth it. I, I really do. And then the competition eventually with Finley and D. Davis down the road, hypothetically, I think all of it's worth it. I think competition is good. Harson likes to carry a lot of quarterbacks. We saw that at Boise State. Justin Ferguson pointed that out on Friday. I'm excited about this decision. I can't wait to see where he goes, and I hope it's Auburn. Yeah, he put out Sunday night, he put out his final four of Alabama, Auburn, Houston, and Penn State. And he said that all four teams have told him he can compete for the starting job. And I'm excited about what will happen if he comes to Auburn. I do, and I made the point last week on On the Line that you can't, you know, exactly what you said. You can't say worst-case scenario is he makes Bo better and nothing else happens. Worst-case scenario is we lose D. Davis. Bo does whatever he does and leaves, and Finley's not very good. So Mm -hmm. let's keep that in mind. But uh, bringing in somebody who can legitimately push Bo Nix for the starting job, and not saying that Joey Gatewood didn't do that, but somebody who can come in with SEC experience, um, who's learning the the scheme at the exact same time as Bo Nix can, having another person to compete for the job is going to do nothing but good things for the Auburn Tigers. Now, having another person in the room may end up being a negative if there's guys in the room who don't like that we brought somebody else in and want to leave. But bringing him in, you know, what the starting quarterback ends up being a rejuvenated Bo Nix who has doubled down on his preparation because there's a guy behind him, or it ends up being a guy who came in and legitimately beat uh, beat an Auburn legacy who's been starting for two years for the starting job. Either way, our starting quarterback should be better this year than last year. And another is, factor in this, with this new offense, Bo Nix may be more comfortable in this new offense. It sounds like he's having more fun, and we all know what that means. I mean, he's Bo Nix and or TJ Finley is going to be a dark horse for the Heisman. <laughs> Uh, On Saturday, Auburn Football's Twitter account tweeted out, congrats to Jeff Smetting on being named assistant head coach along with coaching the linebackers. So along with having the best name on the coaching staff, Schmetting, which is incredible, how many consonants can you put in a last name? Ask Jeff. He can tell you. But I think, uh, I guess this makes sense. I mean, obviously Jeff Schmetting, was at Boise with Harson, followed Harson over, and there you go. So I'm assuming Jeff got him a nice pay raise. It's very exciting. And it to me, it's it's a sign that this coaching staff that has been brought in is bonding with the players, is really making a connection and really kind of stepping up and providing that leadership that we need. I mean, you don't take a guy who's gotten here and is struggling, you don't take him and give him a promotion. So obviously, I mean, it's nothing but good things, and it's good to know that. We kind of know what's going to happen, say, if we do lose Derek Mason after a season or two. It's good to know we have somebody else on that side of the ball who is the clear successor to Derek Mason. So, can I ask you? Thing. Can I ask you a tough question? Okay. All right. Which is more? Auburn's total wins this year in football in 2021 or the amount of consonants in uh, Jeff Schmetting's last name? I believe there's eight. Yeah, there is eight. Um, push. I think I think we're going to go eight and four, and so it's right there. It's right <laughs> to the same. Now, I think if you were asking, like, who has more on their shoulders, 
Bo Nix, I'm sorry, T- uh, Tank Bigsby carrying this offense or Jeff Schmetting carrying that last name on his jersey, uh-huh. it probably would be Schmetting. But yeah, I think it's going to be probably the exact same, probably 80 either way. Okay, fair enough. All right, we'll talk about things that happened over, uh, I guess, over the course of the weekend that happened uh, in a diamond. So stay tuned. This is Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Lindsay, is there a better tasting protein bar on the planet than Built Bar? Uh, There's not. There's not. Nope, there's not. They've got nine amazing, delicious flavors. They've got something for everyone, including uh, they're constantly rotating in and out special flavors. They had like birthday cake was one of their ones last week that they were trying to pump out, and they sell out pretty quick. So um, I just, I'm on their email list. So they always send, uh, you know, it's like, all right, you want this one? It's like, yeah, I kind of do. I kind of do. So um, I recommend doing that. But most of the flavors, they've got like 17 grams of protein, uh, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. They're all delicious. They're good for you. What could go wrong? So go to builtbar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That's at builtbar.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All right, Lindsey Crosby, let's talk about what happened over the weekend in the Diamonds. Um, we'll do softball real quick. They lost. Their season is over. A lot of Auburn fans very upset with Mickey Dean. Yeah, they got a shutout one to nothing uh, to Kennesaw State in the loser's bracket of the, of the Tallahassee Regional. Seventh shutout of the year. They got one hit uh, lead off in the second inning and two other runners. And it's just kind of Auburn's never had a stretch where they've just offensively been this inept. And we had fantastic pitching performances. We had a pair of freshmen who were just stellar and it's just, you know, we finished the year with 27, 20 and 24 and it's uncharacteristic of Auburn. And that's why the fans are mad. And I honestly don't know how to fix it. I don't know if fire Mickey Dean is the answer, but I think we're going to find out if it's going to happen. It's going to happen probably in the next two weeks. It, I've said this before, but I think COVID Saved two people's jobs at Auburn. I think it saved Coach Flo's job, and then mm-hmm. another season went by, and we saw how that went. And uh, she's been replaced with Coach Johnny Harris, and we'll see what happens with Mickey Dean. Um, was this year enough to save him? And he's able to go to Allen Green in the administration and say, "Look, I've got two really good freshmen. I can build around them. Let's see what happens." And we will see what happens. So, just wanted to point that out. Uh, as we pivot to baseball, Lindsay, uh, some sad news over the weekend. Joe Beckwith has passed away. A lot of Auburn um, officials putting out quotes. I won't read them all, but um, Auburn lost another legend. So um, that is a shame. He he won two World Series. I believe one was with the Dodgers and one was with the Royals, if I am correct on that. I believe I am. That is correct. Okay, good deal. Um, But yes, so our thoughts thoughts and prayers to his family and those close to him. 
Uh, but Auburn baseball, Auburn baseball won their uh, their season finale series against Missouri. It was a must win. And you got some positive momentum going into Hoover for the SEC tournament. Yeah, the, the biggest thing for me here on this, so 15 to 6 on Thursday, 3 to nothing on Friday, is we saw some great pitching performances. And we've talked about it all season where we've been faltering. Either the bullpen was faltering or the starting pitching wasn't quite there. And we saw Jack Owen go six and two-thirds, four hits, two run, both unearned, seven strikeouts. And then to top him, we saw Richard Fitz go out there, eight innings, one hit, no run, seven strikeouts. Is that good, Lindsay? Um, I'm checking with my sources, but yes. Sure. That is good. So, so the starting pitching has come around now that guys are healthy. Uh you know, and then obviously you have the same guys kind of there at the top of the order doing what they do. Short King, Ryan Bliss, and the two games that mattered before we won the series, five for eight, seven RBIs. Um, you know, Rankin Woolley, four for eight, three RBIs. So you saw the top of the top of the order. Those seniors did not want their seasons to end. But I'm really excited to see the matchup versus Ole Miss. If you remember, we had a great series back in March with them, and the highlight was that one to nothing loss where Cody Greenhill went 103 pitches, but Gunnar Hogland went 135. And in the Discord, we were all saying this kid's arm's going to fall off, and right now he's out for Tommy John surgery, so it kind of did. Yikes! Uh, but I'll remind you, like it was a it was a surprisingly close series. We lost the first two games by one run in both games, and then game three looked like a blowout but when you go in and you look at the stats it was just something where trace bright got blown up early we fought back into it the sun did not come out that day the sun did not come out that day. very cloudy it was not bright and then a rehabbing jack owen made a pitching appearance a third of an inning five runs four hits because he's he wasn't healthy at the time so you take out those two small exceptions we played them rather closely in all three games, and now they're going in without their ace. Now we're going in without Cody Greenhill, who conflicting reports. Some folks have said he's out for the year. My sources told me that he wants to pitch. He's available, but he definitely an emergency situation because he's not 100%, and he's going to need uh, some small thing done after the season to get him back to full strength. So they're trying to avoid using him unless they absolutely have to. But I think it'll be a good series on, oh, sorry, a good game on Tuesday. If we beat Old Miss, we get Vanderbilt. So that's, uh, yeah, that's, um, <laughs> if we win Tuesday, we get to go into a double elimination and we start off with Vanderbilt on Wednesday. So that'll be exciting. But the big thing uh, is, is once you win one of these playoff games Tuesday night, you then actually make the tournament that's all double elimination. So yes. that's, that's such a big part of it. Because if you lose Tuesday, you're done. If you lose Tuesday, you're done. If you win Tuesday, you're guaranteed two more games. Right. So that's kind of nice. That'll be something where you would expect, kind of given the way that the weekend rolled out, so our Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we uh, we definitely did a bullpen game on Saturday. We're probably going to try to get Jack Owen back on Tuesday. It's technically not short rest, but it's probably going to feel like short rest. Yeah. And if we win Tuesday, you'd see Richard Fitz on Wednesday. And then from there, it could be determined. But uh, I, I do like the matchup. I do like our chances. The question's just going to be, obviously, is the pitching staff where it needs to be to either preserve a lead or keep us in the game enough so that this offense led by these seniors uh, can go out there and score runs. We will be without Stephen Williams. He is out for the rest of the year. He took a he 
got hit in the head with a with a fastball and is um, not available for the rest of the season. So we do have to fill that hole in right field, and we do have to fill that offense. We saw Auburn try a couple different things over the series just to fill in that four hole and make it work. We'll see what happens on Tuesday, but I I feel okay, I feel okay about getting past Tuesday and making it to the tournament itself. As Auburn goes into the SEC tournament, what would you say? We all know what worst case is. Worst case is they lose Tuesday night. So don't worry about that. We all know what worst case scenario is. Yeah. What is best case and what is most realistic case? Best case, I would say, is you beat Ole Miss, you lose that two that that Wednesday game to Vandy, and you go and maybe win two games in the losers bracket. Um, so if Auburn wins three games across this week, that's um, that, that's a moral victory we all can be happy with. If Auburn wins three games, I mean I'm ecstatic, okay. given where our pitching staff has been, including if we win Ole Miss. Three game, Including Ole Miss. If okay. we win three games in this tournament, I'm happy. What's probably more realistic is Auburn has a close game against Ole Miss. It could go either way. And then from there, probably a loss to Vanderbilt. And then maybe they lose that second game, depending on who that pitcher is. It's entirely possible we put somebody lesser out there against Vanderbilt, knowing we're probably not going to beat them. I don't know. Uh, you would like to think they're not going to default and save a pitcher for the game after Vanderbilt, but most likely scenario is probably close game against Ole Miss. And then if we make it probably a loss to Vanderbilt and then a close game against whoever's after them. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of what but, I was thinking. That's one of your thoughts on it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Anything else that uh, happened over the weekend you want to point at? Went to the Braves game. and It was great, man. That's your second one this year. That's my second one this year. Did Braves you, did you go to the, of, tw- uh, the 20 to one game or did you go to the other was, one? That was Friday night. I went to the Saturday afternoon gotcha. game. Gotcha. Uh, that led off with a Ronald Acuna homer and just never stopped. It was pretty great. That's fun. Uh, That's fun. Yes. Your kid's first Braves game, right? It was both of my kids' first Braves games. Listen, you take your kid to their first Braves game. If you go to guest services, they'll give you a certificate like to recognize their first Braves game completely free, as well as some free merch. So definitely really? do that when you take your kids. And my kids, troopers, made it all the way through, didn't whine, didn't complain. We had a kind of running thing at the radio station thinking my kids were going to make it maybe four innings. I was saying four innings all week and they proved me wrong all the way through. Nobody had a meltdown until it was bedtime that night. We did did great. That's great. My wife didn't even make it that long. Yeah. Your wife was done before, (laughs) before my kids were this time. So, (laughs) but Hey, it went great. I got a chance to make some Georgia fans watch Auburn baseball on Friday night. That was fun. Love that. I told them, I said, listen, this is more important. And they said, well, you live, you know, you're in Georgia right now. I'm like, yeah, but you guys haven't won a championship since 1980. So you can't make me not watch this in your house. I'm sure that went over really well. It did. Yeah. Actually, it kind of shuts them up. It really did. He was like, you got me there. I really can't. I'm like, I know you can't. Yeah. That was the point. You haven't won anything. Sorry. Where can people find you, buddy? I am at Auburn Banker in the socials and in the Discord. Fantastic. Fantastic. You can follow me on Twitter at Z Black. I'll read the show on Twitter at uh, Locked on Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. I say it every day. I still sometimes just slip on it. I don't know what's up with that. We'll be back tomorrow. It's a Charlie Tuesday right here on Locked on Auburn.
NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.